0: I always say consume cannabis with intention understand why you're consuming I believe that consuming recreationally while pregnant and breastfeeding is irresponsible because we don't know but if you consume because you feel like you need to or it's a medicine or it's helping you with anxiety or it's helping you with depression just if it's helping you then power to you but stay educated
1: Hey ladies and welcome back to Perspective. and oh my god, we're what, three weeks out for,
2: from Christmas? The countdown is on. Um, what, oh, I did the countdown yesterday and of course I can't remember. Yeah, so seven days, so that means 22. Oh. Well, yeah, Jess just, just can do math. 18, is it 18? <laughs> yes, 18 days till Christmas. Till Christmas then, day, yeah. Exactly three weeks till my birthday. Yay! Best week of the year. Exciting. I know.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited for Christmas, even though it's going to look very different. But...
2: Yeah, a lot of Zoom calls.
1: Well, and haters going to hate, but we're having my parents and brother come to our house this year, which usually is... we usually go to my aunt's and there's like 20 of us. Um, but obviously, with COVID, we are keeping it small. But I've been seeing my parents throughout, and yeah, I'm going to my I'm going to see my too. fucking parents. Yeah. Sorry, like government, you don't make sense. Just yeah,
2: no, it. I I see my parents um, as is, so I'm just also going to see them on that day. Like obviously, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, and I like and I get it. We're not seeing my extended family uh, as we normally mm-hmm. would, but I don't see them regularly. So right. yeah, so
2: the <clears> first. <throat> For them, it's Zoom calls, but from my parents' house. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: my parents are going to come here. so But it's fun because yeah. they'll be here Christmas Eve and they're going to sleep over. So it'll be like I was
2: a kid again when I wake up with my parents on Christmas morning and my brother. I absolutely – so same in, in- – now that I've moved away, um, we're sleeping there. But even when I lived around the corner from them, I would drive over super early in the morning so I could like still wake them up on Christmas. I'm like a child, though. It's it's actually embarrassing. My mom every year is like, are we fucking done with this? This is ridiculous because I am there at like six in the morning like a psycho. Like <laughs> I have never grown out of the excitement <laughs> oh of Christmas morning. Oh my
1: God, I would kill you. I know. and they- do even let my kids get up that early. Like yeah. it's so funny. My parents were smart because they were night owls they worked in the evenings not on christmas eve obviously but they just definitely aren't morning people or weren't and uh so they smartly put our stockings which yes. they crammed full of stuff yeah. on our beds so when we woke up at the crack of dawn or 4 a.m whatever crazy yeah. thing, godly hour it was <laughs> we'd have our stockings to entertain us for a while books yeah. magazines like Fruit and candy and like little toys, like all the stuff, jewelry, like as whatever, as we got older. So that kept us occupied for a good while because my brother and I would like show each other and obviously we thought it was Santa until I didn't and then... <laughs> told him. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I don't think I ever did. I would never do that to someone ever. Um, I get very worried about like, I think my oldest Jackson still believes, like I think he knows, but I always say Santa's magic. If you believe in the magic then santa will come when you stop believing in the magic then you probably won't get presents from santa so he wants you know his rational brain is like yeah i know what's going on here but his child brain and excited and loves christmas and santa and the idea of magic is still very much he's on the cusp yeah
2: He's on, he the is on the cusp he, I, because I don't think people at have school, another year out of him. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, they have older it's siblings, little like, assholes at school.
2: Yeah, and their older brothers are telling them, or older sisters are saying, "Santa's not really losers," and then they're going to school and be like, "Guys, Santa's not real." Like you know how it is. Yeah, I which I want to slap all out. those children. I know because you want to preserve. I remember feel... okay. Everyone remembers Santa's magic and like how. Absolutely fucking cool that was, like, waking up. And my parents did the same thing with the stockings to keep us occupied because, like I said... We do
1: that with our kids now. And that's the only yeah. smart way to
2: do it. And my mom still does that for me because I still wake up early and I know it's crazy and now I have a bit more control to, like, allow them to wake up semi-naturally. Over yourself. You can it's control yourself, kind of. Like barely. <laughs> if my mom was listening, she'd be like, "Are you? No, you fucking don't!" Like I was still woken up. I know it's like I drive to her house and wake like, her up. Like, good a morning. You're like Elf. Yeah, <laughs> like the man, the adult-sized, uh, just like child though. Yeah. Well, so like, as we got older, Merry Christmas. I know it's it's embarrassing. <laughs> and as we got older, we you know party on Christmas Eve. So she'd be like, "Oh, thank God, she's drunk. She'll just sleep in tomorrow." Nope, she'd be like, "Oh my god!" So you just didn't go to sleep. Yeah, there's sometimes like that, and I just wake up even more extra Christmas cheer on Christmas, fresh as a daisy. (laughs) Oh yeah, nothing was stopping me. It's weird, I know, but I can't help it. I fucking love it because, like I said, my birthday's on the twenty eighth, so that whole week is like the best. It's so fun. I love it. It's a week of celebration. Yeah, but
1: yeah, so um, yeah. We are getting together with our families. <laughs> so very we much love looking Christmas. forward to that. <laughs> so, we love Christmas. And it is, it is joyous. And, you know, let us know what you guys are doing. Are you bending the rules, I guess, like we are, or what? Because <laughs> I'm sure I mean, people are. If I not- just can't, yeah, like I just can't subscribe to this idea that it's safe enough to go to any big box store with hundreds of strangers touching, doing everything, breathing, all the things that obviously spread COVID. Um, but it's not safe enough to be around your family that you've been seeing throughout this whole pandemic. And I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything. There's nowhere to go. So and neither do they my parents are older. So obviously, they're not out there trying to get it. So I mean, you know, I, you know, maybe we'll get like some hate dms or whatever for this but i'm sorry like that's how i feel about it and i'm entitled to that and i know you feel the same but it's supposed to be a joyous time and like obviously do what you're comfortable with and do what makes you happy but still stay safe
2: yeah i mean that's the overall thing stay safe and we and we all know that and we Um, believe in that and we agree but on on a lighter note um
1: (laughs) i haven't watched the dan levy uh christmas movie yet have you
2: what there's a dan levy christmas movie that i don't know yeah about. what what like, what are you fucking talking about okay well he's in one i feel like it's christmas right now so is
1: Kristen stewart She's and in anyway it? i'm not gonna give it away yeah it's it's like i think what what okay is it on netflix i don't know i haven't seen it either i but just saw where did you find before. out
2: about this okay the only thing i've seen about dan on levy- instagram I, oh, oh yeah, that's, that's where, where uh, never saw on it. Promoted. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that that's why was. I've never seen it. <laughs> um, the best thing I saw uh, from Dan, that Dan Levy's in right now, is the <laughs> Uber Eats commercial <laughs> with the McDonald's, <laughs> and yeah. even that, I'm like watching this. Like, you are the best. He's so funny. I fucking love him. I know. I want him on our show. Like, I
1: would bend yeah. the rules. Yeah, and he would be the only male. That we could have on the show because he would he be is welcome the
2: best. with he would be open the most open arms like yeah I would die like that is like the ultimate goal the whole episode list. would be us like oh my god we love you oh my god we love you and he's like trying to have <laughs> real sentences We're like no but we love you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Also, though on the bucket list would be Annie Murphy or Catherine yeah. O'Hara. Like I, yeah, would die to chat with them on Me the too. show. I They're just love like them so much, hilarious, just awesome women.
2: Like just Canadian, everything about them. Canadian, yeah, like everything about them I love. They're so beautiful. Um, and you know, Catherine O'Hara is Moira, is obviously classic. the best, but of course. I've watched Home Alone more than once this year already. <laughs> so like she's still just been a favorite. So come on. Come she on is a queen for sure. Yeah. And yeah, like I, I've
1: obviously Schitt's Creek's been over for a very long time.
2: Right. So I watched
1: Queen's Gambit, which everybody apparently was watching. And yeah. so I felt peer pressured into watching it. Um, <laughs> and it was fine. I do think the main actress looks like a llama. So I get distracted by that. She's so pretty.
2: Oh, my God. She's in a lot of things. She's in the new Mutant
1: uh, movie. I'm not saying she's not pretty, but she does strike me a little llama-ish.
2: Yes. Now that you say it, I'm thinking that, but I did not think that. (laughs) Like, now that you say it, I'm like, oh. I have ruined it for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like they're growing further apart by the minute. (laughs) Yes. No.
1: Yeah, she's, she's good. Is there really any point... Of watching anything
2: if it's not schitt's creek though like honestly i know are we gonna tell everyone how we not so secretly got each other the same christmas gift
1: <laughs> the obsession runs deep to the point that yes we got each other the exact same christmas gift which are schitt's creek wine, wine glasses
2: because <laughs> how much more fitting could you get Um, And it's funny because... But that just
1: is a testament to our
2: friendship, though. We know each other well enough. Well, it's hilarious because I reached out to the girl. She's like, oh, my God, uh, your friend Lauren, she still doesn't know that she, like, baited out the scene. Maybe if she's listening right now, she will. Um, But I'm like, oh, that's fucking hilarious because I can guarantee you Lauren got those for me. (laughs) And these ones that I'm getting are for Lauren. (laughs) Super annoyed that... The surprise was ruined but oh well I know and Fresh. I so she she said that to me I'm like okay I'm not gonna tell her she ruined Christmas for us um but then ah, I, <laughs> I wasn't gonna thanks tell Thanks for you ruining there. Christmas yeah <laughs> That's all I respond to. Her. She's like, "What?" Um, and then I didn't want to tell you that Christmas was ruined. But then I'm like, I, "This is too funny. I have to."
1: Well, now it is. And now we're telling because everyone. you didn't tell me. <laughs> yeah, Christmas is ruined. Forget all the
2: stuff we yeah. said at the beginning of the yeah. episode. Christmas is actually ruined and it's canceled. And then, but it's really not because then we both get like a cool gift. So yeah, it worked out. In the end. It worked out really fucking well. <laughs>
1: But, like, my obsession is, like, severe to the point that, like, I only want to use, like, the Shits Creek GIFs for, like, our social media posts. Like, there's one for everything.
2: I know. Because David is, okay, David is He's the just, most expressional, you know, at, whatever. We've talked about it a million times. Yes, God. there's just something fitting for him with every situation. Or we can, like, at least somehow draw the conclusion ourselves because we're obsessed. Anyways, yes. I'm, with, I'm for that. Okay. I guess we've uh, kind
1: of talked about that enough. Uh, but if anybody <laughs> is listening and like you know any of the cast of Schitt's Creek, specifically Dan Levy, Annie Murphy, or Catherine O'Hara, they are our bucket list guests. So if you can hook that up, please do so because that would be a dream come true, and we'd be forever grateful. And <laughs> that's all and. we have to say. <laughs> so you got a message from a listener which is both hilarious and a little concerning at the same time
2: well now we can just say hilarious because everyone's safe and sound yeah Yeah. (laughs) but at first I was like oh my fucking god um but yeah so our, our listener reached out and let us know that Due to the like super intent way she was listening to our episode and how involved she was in the episode while driving, she rear-ended someone. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) We're
1: not laughing at that again. We're only laughing because
2: we know she's safe. But I'm like, holy fuck, are you okay? (laughs) It's it's
1: just like the fact that she reached out to tell us that that happened. I mean. That is the kind of support we love and need for the show, but at the same time, we don't want anyone crashing their cars or getting hurt or anything, so please, please stay safe and continue listening intently, but, like, maybe in a safe distance from all other vehicles.
2: Yeah, so now we're definitely putting the disclaimer out, like, happy listening, but drive safe, and... (laughs) continue on your day but safely (laughs) but
1: yes if everybody was listening that intently and loved our show that much like that is
2: a dream come true for real yeah we'd be like uh rich and amazing so keep on at it guys we love you so much (laughs) does not equate to being rich (laughs) i mean in my dreams it does Wishful thinking. Well, speaking of
1: wishes and wishful thinking, we have a pretty big announcement that we have been keeping in forever and dying to talk about, but we had to make sure everything was ready to go before we started chatting about it.
2: Yes, and speaking of Christmas, of course, of uh, course, us loving yeah. Christmas so much, we could not not do this. Yes, yeah, so we have a her festive
1: giveaway for. The holiday season, and we have partnered with some very, very amazing, either female-led, female-owned and operated uh, brands and businesses that are near and dear to our hearts. Uh, You've heard of a couple of them, actually most, and we have partnered with them, like as show sponsors, and just promoted their brands and their businesses um, and other situations as well, because we just love them so much. And so we're so excited to announce that we are doing this giveaway. And there are four brands. So the first is House of Hyla, which obviously you guys know, uh, we have talked about uh, this brand to death. We've had Hyla of House of Hyla on our show as a guest. Um, we are giving away a hundred dollar gift card to House of Hyla, which can be used towards any of the products on there. So like that is major because you can get like the nicest shoes ever. Uh, we are also giving a seven-day reset detox program and a consultation with Carla Gillis. So she was just recently on the show. She's a fitness guru and just fantastic and really knows her stuff. And the seven-day detox, just before everyone's like, oh, I don't believe in that, it is not like juicing or anything like that. It's all about food synergy. So it's, it's the real deal. Um, she's had tons of clients with success. So this is a pretty major one too. Then from our very first product sponsors, uh, Intamo Pleasurables, they are giving away Start Me Up and Night Moves. They are both uh, hemp seed-based intimate oils, fantastic products. We love them also. And last but not least, from Big Love General Store, giving away one goddess necklace, which is gold-plated on the chain, and it is a vibrant blue gem that is held in the little gold casing. It's just so perfect and beautiful. Like we want all of the colors. Yeah, we're super so. Obsessed. It is a pretty big deal. We're so excited. Um, so really simple to enter. All you have to do is follow the brands, tag a friend one per comment, and if you post it to your stories, that's an extra entry, so share it out because whether you want to win it for yourself or win some items to give to friends or family, it's, like, I personally think one of the best giveaways out there right now,
2: so. Literally. I mean, lots of info here, guys, but we are going to post all of this, and then you'll see the products, and um, hello, best ever, so get it. It's covering the bases. Fashion. fun, and fitness.
1: So, yay! Um, but we'll get right into the show. We have an amazing guest joining us today. We are being joined by Kira Faye, founder of Cannabis and Parenthood. And she started Cannabis and Parenthood about, in about 2016 when she discovered she was pregnant and learned that there was almost no information about cannabis use during pregnancy pre and post uh, breastfeeding, and she decided that she wanted to learn as much as she possibly could and then built a site to be a resource for other parents and mothers in that situation as well. Um, obviously, everyone knows that we are pro-cannabis. We are both recreational users. We wish we were
2: more recreationally users.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But it's something that was really like we were really curious about too because there is such a big stigma with cannabis still and cannabis use and like society. Obviously, it's changing. But for growing up for us, it was definitely like it's a gateway drug. Drugs are bad. You're going to
2: basically end up in the gutter if you use weed. Yeah, because we all did use weed weed and none of us are in a gutter so <laughs> yeah well no kind of, well some people are in a gutter but it's definitely not not of because weed. of weed <laughs>
1: no. but no it's in seriousness like we um do think that there is a lot of amazing benefits and we were curious about this because we don't i don't know i don't have like real knowledge about what it is and kira really does she has scoured the earth for studies and done the research and has done a beautiful job of breaking her findings down in a much more like understandable and gi- digestible way for like the layman. <laughs> Someone like Literally, me yeah. who's like, I don't understand. I don't know what this means. Help me. Um, so yeah, I think that you guys will find it really informative and really interesting. Kira's a great speaker. She's super fun.
2: Uh, and she's so crazy knowledgeable. So we, we absolutely love this episode. Yeah. So anyone that's pregnant or, you know, hoping to get pregnant but is a huge cannabis user, tune in, get some info, and then, of course, go follow her at Cannabis and Parenthood.
1: Yeah. And obviously, just quick disclaimer, we're not
2: saying, like, smoke go out there and smoke day. your face off. <laughs> smoke weed every day. Okay. You know, when <laughs> I was in high school, I actually wanted that tattoo on me with a weed leaf on my ankle. A weed leaf and smoke weed every day, like Nate Dogg. Yeah, you know, of course. And you did. imagine That's if I had that right not now. <laughs> trashy at all. Imagine. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be a Christmas miracle. That would be, yeah. I'm just so glad that some things didn't come to fruition as a teenager. You know, you know it all when you're a teenager. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I, I Thank not to God. Do it. <laughs> you're like, maybe
1: future me would have thought this was not a great idea. And I was like,
2: okay, I'll just get a pink Thank God leaf. you
1: listened again. (laughs)
2: Anyways.
1: (laughs) Thank God for tattoo cover-ups. But yes, so you're gonna love this episode. We definitely did. And we're very excited to welcome Kira to the show. Welcome, Kira.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation and sharing information, new information that I've gathered this year. Yes, we're super excited to hear all of that
1: too. This is a conversation that Jess and I have wanted to have for quite a while Uh, finding people is harder than you would think and I'm so glad that we came across your account completely by accident I think it was actually through a post uh, Birch and Fogg did and I was Mm -hmm. intrigued by I can't remember which post it was but I was intrigued by uh, what I think they actually featured you and then you had a post that you talked about uh, cannabis and parenthood. And I was like, Ooh, what is this? And who is she? Mm -hmm. And
2: that is what blossomed our, our now beautiful friendship (laughs) for sure there's so many things that uh you are gonna tell us about today and we'll get into but a lot of things that for some reason are still stigmatized or taboo or or just like we're uneducated about so i think it is time that we finally like get to the bottom of this shit (laughs) (laughs) all right it's loose i like it okay yeah (laughs) very loose yeah i'm not wearing pants and i'm drinking a glass of wine we're very loose I'm wearing pants, and I am not drinking (laughs) wine, but we're still loose. I'm
1: wearing pants. (laughs)
0: Okay.
2: I mean, that's a start. That's
1: awesome. (laughs) So, yeah, Kira, we want to know, like, well, everything, but like Jess said, there's a lot of stigma still around cannabis as a whole, marijuana, cannabis, however you want to refer to it in whatever form you may know of it or use it, and then layer on parenthood or motherhood Mm. and like any kind of usage with that and i feel like everybody has an opinion everybody's an expert in some way or another but like for us we just feel like we don't actually know like both jess and i are recreational cannabis users
0: yeah
2: (laughs) but like that's that's it right like yeah i'll smoke a joint we'll do edibles more (laughs) But now we'll just do it like when we're having girls' night, and we always are like, somebody bring the weed, you know? And then we laugh like over God, nothing. I miss girls' night. Yeah, we miss girls' night too. Yeah, <laughs> who doesn't miss girls' night? Oh my God.
1: But, and then, and right. then my usage actually evolved into like CBD oil usage. Quite recently, yeah. actually. So I'm pretty, like, new to that whole
2: scene. So there's a lot for you to unpack there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there, there is. And I've, I've done a couple of podcasts, and, and most of them are usually very similar with just what is going on, basically, mm-hmm. is what people want to know. And um, I'm so sorry. I don't have the answers. Well, that's a wrap. <laughs> well, never mind. End the show here. <laughs> no, but... I started, I can, I can share with you what I've learned because nobody has the answers and that's really the beauty of what Cannabis and Parenthood is, is just because it's such a highly controversial topic. It's basically, as you said, it's a stigma, cannabis wrapped in a taboo, Parenthood. So it's- Perfect way to sum that up. It's so, And yeah. actually, yeah,
1: back up, we'll back up a little bit. Tell us about like who you are and get into <laughs> what Cannabis and Parenthood is because I think that's a good way to start the conversation,
0: right? Well, I'll just um, shorten the beginning half. But I, I moved to the US in 2014. Uh, I was living in Tokyo at the time. And when I moved here, I was just, you know, I just wasn't happy. I don't know what it was culture shock, just uncomfortable. I'm not sure I had a lot of traumas in my past life. Um, I'm an orphan. I've gone through the foster care system. So I've, I've experienced wow. a lot um, as a young adult as a child. And um, with those, just a lot of traumas would just build up. And I didn't know what this anxiety was that I had constantly. It was just like surrounding me. And my husband introduced me to, he introduced me to cannabis. And what he shared with me was a joint of two to one ratio of CBD, THC, strain, canatonic. So it wasn't necessarily that like m- super cerebral high. It was more just like a tone and calm down. And after I smoked it, I was just like, this is how I should be. Like this is what I want to I want to be like this. This is great. And did it make you feel like more yourself
1: as how you knew Like yourself, reduced anxiety? Or like do you think it like kinda of altered you?
0: I think I never really had a chance to be myself, um, throughout my childhood. I've I've always had to be somebody else or just be something in order to survive. So I never really had the moment to just relax and be myself. So what cannabis did give me was a chance to explore that. And I thought that that was beautiful and terrifying all at the same time. It was just wonderful for me to be like, oh, wow, this is a completely new state of being that feels so right that I've never experienced before. And I want more of this. And I've been consuming since then for about six years. And now I don't consume very much now compared to what I used to. I used to dab edibles, smoke, joints, blunts, you name
2: it, I did it. Gravity bongs, but (laughs) those are fun. Uh, okay, is that like when you do... Okay, what was that thing in high school? We used to do like a super or an elevated super or something. Yeah. When you like stand really fast as uh-huh. you're doing a super so you get like a head rush. That's what it is. Yeah. There's many yeah.
0: different ways to do it. I would do it with like a two liter water bottle and you would submerge it in water and then you'd fill it up with smoke and then you just whoosh, all of it and it was wonderful. But um, I can't do that stuff anymore. No, <laughs> yeah.
2: I used to think about the things... The things I used to do in high school, like we all had parachutes. So it was a two liter bottle as well with like a bag taped to the bottom. Yeah! Like, but, oh, that's my it. God. I well, that's, just, that's a type of it.
0: That's um, a volcano, <laughs> yeah. I think. But there's just they're just so there's so much fun. And I used I had a lot of fun <laughs> smoking and just getting into a comfortable space where I could finally be comfortable with who I am, which there's a lot of confusion about my name. That's a topic that I don't want to get into. But like, there's just so much confusion. And now I'm finally that's for another
1: episode. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm finally like setting into myself, and cannabis did that for me. But while I was, um, when I discovered I was pregnant, that's when the thought came in my mind oh my gosh, cannabis and pregnancy. What does that mean? Do I have to stop? Probably not because this medicine is so wonderful. So, why would it be bad? Keep in mind, I did not grow up with the stigma or the taboo surrounding marijuana, I I'd never experienced any of that. So, my first impression of cannabis is a healing plant, and
1: that's interesting that you use the word medicine.
2: Yeah,
0: because
1: that's not
2: generally well, that's how not it's how referred we to. Grew up, yeah, we grew up with that as a drug. Right. That is a, a drug, a really dangerous one because it's, a, it's gateway a gateway drug. <laughs> and if you smoke weed, then you're probably soon going to be, you know, a heroin addict. Yeah.
0: Well, I remember the D.A.R.E. programs, but I I didn't really pay attention. I just was never impressed with the information that I was being given by adults at a young age. I feel like a lot of us
1: didn't pay attention to any
0: of that.
2: Yeah. That gateway drug business. What?
0: Right? You seem to know what you're talking about, but if you made cannabis legal, it wouldn't be a gateway drug. The only reason yeah. why I think people consider it to be a gateway drug is because it is illegal and you have to buy it in places that are yeah. dangerous, for example, or that Could sell be. other yeah. illegal drugs. Yeah, that's like the only way that I would connect Which is a stigma two. all in now itself it's... too,
2: right? Yeah, Yeah, because we weren't going down like back alleys to get it. It was just from like... The kids sitting next Our to me parents. at school were my parents. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Like it wasn't even that. like that. The only way I would say that it was a gateway is because and I'm speaking from my own personal is when I was in high school, I just wanted to rebel. I wanted to be fucked all the time. And mm. most of the time, the acceptable way to do that was smoking weed. I could I could be high. Um, and then, of course, on weekends, that was doing drugs, other drugs and drinking. But so wow. th- I, that's the only way I could say that was a gateway because you don't just start doing drugs or you know y- it's easier to start with that and and I uh, that kind of led me Elevate yeah it. it elevates but it always, yeah. I just loved feeling high that I wanted to but I was also rebellious so I think that played into it I, I wanted to like be high in other ways or more high you know you so wanted to be out thing. of control yeah so that's why the only way I would yeah. say it's wow. a gateway because it was like oh I fucking love being high. I want to get more how house. much so, higher can I get? Yeah. So I wouldn't say I wouldn't blame right. that on the weed though.
0: <laughs> that was the opposite of me cuz I I grew up in foster care and as an orphan I was um on my own at age 16. So I had three jobs, I had an apartment and I never you drank, didn't have time. Cuz I didn't have that yeah. option. I had no secure or, you know, security net behind me. If I mess up, I mess up. Yeah. Kind of situation. So I started I think I had my first alcoholic beverage when I was 24. Wow. This, and that's when I was smoking weed, too, when I was 24, like 24, 25. So like, I never What have I been relaxed. missing
2: this whole time?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Like, now, gravity yeah. bombs. I'm just like, do it again. I <laughs> But, like, I just... <laughs> I just didn't know that um, you could smoke cannabis and still be a functional person because I was so afraid of doing anything that could inhibit my decision making. Because again, if I make a mistake, it's all on me. I have to experience all of the consequences without any backup. That's a hard lesson to
1: learn or even be aware of like at 16. But I guess you didn't really have a
2: choice. Like you just had to grow up. And most people think of drinking and partying as a a rite of passage it's a must as a teen and
0: that's no i was homeless at 13 wow yeah no i i had to start from maybe age nine start thinking that way so i've always been just very you know like oh my god I need like on guard always
2: that's why you love weed so much because you're finally able to be like what the fuck relax I can relax I see colors I can taste the air it's just like oh okay this
0: is wonderful I can because I can I can experience things where before it was slow down yeah exactly so cannabis was definitely an amazing experience for me and going back to I never experienced that taboo that most people go through uh, growing up it just wasn't something that I I know that that's my privilege and I understand that, but it just was, it wasn't something I experienced because I was always on my own and I would never go to parties because I knew that parties were places that could potentially put me in a situation that I couldn't get out of
1: amazing awareness again like
0: I just yeah those thoughts just never crossed my mind oh well yes obviously no I was the library I was really quiet library kid just you know don't talk to me I'm going to school kind of thing so I was very focused on just getting out as quickly as I could and that's amazing though I mean like that there's
1: something to be said for that too like I mean yes I'm not gonna say I didn't have a great time but you know, at the same time, I probably would have done a whole other set of great things if I yeah. chose not to party. And, and yeah. I mean, like, it, it does come down to circumstances. It was my privilege to have that freedom and that ability to kind of like experience that mm. very – you know, quote-unquote teenage lifestyle. And that's wonderful. There's nothing wrong. I think
0: that's wonderful. Like, there's good pros and cons to just about everything. A hundred percent. Yeah. So it's not, you know, this is better than that. It's more just different.
1: Totally. We're just from different worlds and different experiences. And that's what I love. Like, that's why we love doing this podcast is we get to hear people's stories and we get to, like, learn about their experiences and what maybe put them in a certain direction or molded them into who they are. And like, again, this is why we were excited to chat with you because you have such an interesting story and your experience with cannabis.
0: Right. And then um going back to when I discovered I was pregnant and smoking very heavily, mind you, that was when the cannabis industry, the green rush was booming in California and I was in it. It was fantastic. I worked at dispensaries. I was a uh, cooking talent with Weed Maps. I had a show called Cooking with Kira. I worked at dispensaries. I sold my own products. I operated events. Like I was just like I love weed. Like I loved it, and I wanted everyone else <laughs> to love it because I it just made such an impact in my life, a positive. Like set one. you free. Yeah, kind it, of. it really did. It made me relax, and I could finally talk to people and have um, connection with people because I was always just so afraid, always so afraid. Mm. And um, so cannabis and pregnancy, I didn't think that there would be anything wrong with that idea. I understood a little bit of the um, like the education side and the terms and how cannabis works in conjunction with your body. That made sense to me. So when I thought about pregnancy and cannabis, it seemed to go hand in hand. But my first OB appointment, I had the biggest slap of reality when they asked me, do you smoke? Do you smoke? And I said, well, smoke what? Right. Because there's more than one thing, (laughs) not crack, but I mean, like smoke weed or (laughs) marijuana. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And um, I, you know, I said I I smoke, I smoke weed all the time, every day. I smoked before I came here. So like I was just very open about it, not realizing that it was just a big no, no in the pregnancy run. So stigmatized. (laughs) Oh, I I had no idea. I was just like, what, what's the problem? Like it didn't make sense to me because I view cannabis just as any other vegetable you'd find in a supermarket and um she told me that it was bad and it can harm the baby and low birth rates and defects and i asked her to show me her references because i was curious i'm like i need to learn this because this is very important and i didn't know this and i feel like a lot of people don't so can you share with me where you got your information and she couldn't and that's when i started questioning Almost just just about everything when it came to cannabis and pregnancy and breastfeeding and just cannabis and women in general. Like, what what do you mean? You, you can't share where you're referencing your information, telling me to stop doing something. But you don't even understand yourself. Why? And I yeah, like how do you know it's bad? How do you then? know? Like, can you can you define these terms for me? And if you can define these terms and pass my test, then I'll take you seriously. But up until, you know, if you can't, then you're more of an opinion than anything else. You're Mm -hmm. not necessarily an authority figure, which unfortunately in some cases, doctors, teachers are authority figures, mandate, mandate reporters if they do discover that you are consuming cannabis as a pregnant woman or a breastfeeding woman, they can report you to CPS and that's a whole different story. It's
1: interesting that you even thought to challenge that though, because I feel like our society has conditioned, this is along the lines of what you were just saying as authority figures, but the society has kind of conditioned us to, if a doctor says something to you, you don't question it you mm-hmm. just accept it and you listen <laughs> to it and like in most cases it's probably a good thing to do like but follow that their goes advice. Back to
2: us growing up being told about cannabis in that way so like if somebody told us when we were pregnant cannabis is bad for you we'd be like well yeah i know cuz you told me that my whole life right. right and yeah
1: and i did have that belief right like i'm not a smoker i've never smoked but, like, like, we've already talked about, like, I definitely recreationally use, recreationally use cannabis. And then when I did become pregnant, I didn't smoke or you, I didn't drink. I didn't do anything. With my first pregnancy, especially with my second pregnancy, I kind of, like, use my own, like, common sense. Right. Like, obviously, I'm not going to become a raging alcoholic or like a very heavy drug user, but near the end of my pregnancy when there's more information around like what stages the fetuses are at and how like things affect them in utero, so I'd have a glass of wine like yeah, later knowledge. into my pregnancy yeah and thi- exactly. exactly exactly and I was older and like you're less scared obviously with your second and um <laughs> and but it was also my mom too she was like oh for god's sakes have a glass of wine you really need to chill out like and <laughs> yeah. and, and and it was true it was the hottest day and actually it wasn't wine it was a, a glass of cider like a strong bow and she's like the baby is cooked He's nine months.
2: You're, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> You're okay, love. And I'm not comparing this, but people literally can smoke crack the entire pregnancy and the baby comes out fine. Like one drink cannot do anything to a baby. I think
0: it's um most of it, and I think, or I always, I always boil it down to just curiosity. So people usually follow what they don't understand, but what they've been told. But growing up in the situation that I did, if I was told something, I'd be like, why why like what do you mean why tell yeah. me why and if you can't tell me why what you're saying is bullshit like full yeah. front if you can't explain it why in two sentences bullshit and that I've always been that way and I've researched and that's like a pro of your
1: like growing up experience I think for sure like I didn't have the wherewithal to question I was told something and I did it period right?
0: right yeah and I think most people are and there's nothing wrong with that again it was just no. that I've always yeah. questioned everything because I've had to and um, people who are now questioning cannabis in pregnancy come to my page and it's the, it's just blowing up their minds. They just never considered CBD, THC, smoking, edibles, how to do, like how much to do, the dosage, what kind of ratios. Like there's just so many questions to this that most people wouldn't think about. They would just assume marijuana while pregnant is bad, but there's so many different forms and types and methods that you wouldn't even think about. So that spark of curiosity is really what my page is about is promoting curiosity and critical thinking skills when approaching this topic in specific.
2: Well, I'm super interested to hear like, so, so go back for a sec. She said it's bad. You're like, well, why? And she's like, well, I don't know. And then she She left left it at that. She
0: left the room. Um, she wasn't happy with me which I've experienced this a lot in my life with teachers and just authority figures why and they can't explain it and I'm like you need to leave I need someone else you're not good enough for me like I'm very I'm like that I'm, I know it's not great but
1: <laughs> I think it's great I need someone and better than you
0: <laughs> Yeah. Do what you got to do. So she brought another another OB, came in, and I don't even remember this woman's name. I officially just went like, wall, like I, I can't respect you anymore. You're a service and you're not serving me correctly. Like that's my mindset when I see doctors. You're a service, do your job. If you don't do your job, I'll find someone else who will. And, um, fair, I'm not very nice (laughs) to to a point. I think
1: that's not a nice or not nice thing. I think it's just that is who you are. And honesty,
2: yeah, there is honesty.
1: You have curiosities and you have questions that you deserve an
2: answer to, right? They're just not used to it because most people just are like, okay. I think You're that's right, what it was.
0: Alcohol. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I I made most of them very uncomfortable because I asked questions and they didn't. They weren't used to it. Not that they didn't like it. They just didn't know. Or how they to didn't guess. have the answer. Yeah, they
2: just, and you know they may have like studied it or I, like maybe they were told like we were or and mm-hmm. said okay, marijuana is bad. It's just like a thing that they know or think they know like everyone else in the society so they're just like why are you what are you even questioning like yeah exactly it's like
0: well you're gonna love me so <laughs>
1: but, but that's actually that raises a whole point on its own and I don't know if anybody has this answer either but like has there been like extensive studies done for when somebody is going through med school and becoming a doctor how like what is it is there like a cannabis course on like why it's bad or why it's not bad and also in this century yeah and how do they like how do they know like literally how do they know other than has that just been information that's been passed down because most people assume like it's an inhaling substance so obviously we know like Mm -hmm. if you're putting some kind of smoke in your body that's harmful due to like lack of oxygen blah 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 I'm not a doctor obviously I'm not saying one way or another but like that's kind of like where my information comes and maybe that's what the doctors are told too and that's their understanding right. and then they just pass it on to their patients
0: that's kind of what it is to to my knowledge i don't know for sure cuz i haven't gone through the courses but to my knowledge they do cover it but it's it's not like a big portion of their curriculum they they have a small brief little session talking about it and i'm sure without a doubt the information is old. It's not updated yeah. information. It's old. The mindset is old and the only reason why doctors enforce that is because it's illegal on a, at a federal level and nobody wants to lose their license. It's very expensive and they want to pay off the debt for getting that license. So yeah. there's just there's a lot of moving parts in this whole situation and I've talked to a couple of doctors and OBs and they're they're they support the idea, but the only reason why they say don't is because they're terrified. So it's it's just really hard to navigate, especially as, as a mother and a woman in a very vulnerable type, time in your life. You're pregnant. Oh my God, I'm pregnant. I'm a cannabis consumer. I don't want to take these medicines that they're prescribing me that are initially cre- were initially created for cancer patients patients like that's just for like nausea purposes yeah you're talking about like the um zofran for example is the big one that i like to reference because that one has a couple of studies that have shown birth defects and that one in particular was created for cancer patients suffering through nausea it's not for a woman going through you know experiencing different trimesters and hormonal fluctuations like there's just so many different factors but there isn't a lot of information on it
1: yeah and that's that was kind of like the point of this too is that you know we're so quick and willing to take a little bottle of pills that our doctor hands to us that you can't even pronounce either the name as it as a whole or like what else goes into this medication what? we're so quick to put that in our bodies but it's interesting because it is also considered a medicine mm. so yeah. while one doctor is saying it's bad while you're pregnant we're also prescribing it to people for different types
0: of ailments. Right. It's contradictory, but it's just you're, what we're experiencing, especially right now. We're in the heat of it. We're experiencing this transition where people are finally trying taking back their health from like big pharma. They're they're trying to figure yeah. out how their body works because in reality, well, that's also it. It's we, money too. Yeah, it's money, and we just the we government's weren't. like it's
1: bad until. We're selling it to you. And now so it's we fine. Can pay <laughs> out,
0: do the now taxes it's great. and everything. We love it. Buy more weed. We want more money. But yeah. just, a lot of people are starting to question things. And I think that's the beauty of it all. And especially cannabis is what else is being controlled? What else is being, um, well, how else are we being oppressed, really? And with cannabis and pregnancy, from all the anecdotal evidence that I've collected over the past like five years, I haven't found a single case and I this is anecdotal mind you so it's not like data it's not proven but yeah
1: disclaimer none of us are doctors we're not telling you to or go smoke weed or not smoke weed but we're providing you with more information well and by we i mean curious basically (laughs) this is what i
0: know (laughs) it's it's my you know but um i haven't found a single case where a woman has had any issue smoking cannabis or or consuming an edible or a tincture or a drink mind you like just there's just nothing and um i do always pressure caution of course, because the cannabis that we have access to nowadays is nothing like the cannabis from like the, the products from five years ago. The THC content is ridiculous these days. There's, there's dabbing, there's wax. It's, it's a little different, and I don't know how that affects. Nobody does. There's just a lot more THC being introduced to the body, how our receptors will handle that. Do they overload? We don't know, we don't know any of this information. Um, I'm looking at studies right now to understand how much THC is passing through the placenta, And still, it's so hard to measure stuff like that. It's just very challenging. And so when I do talk to women or or consult women, not professionally, of course, these are all opinion-based, but if I, I share my opinions with women, I always say, consume cannabis with intention. Understand why you're consuming. I believe that consuming recreationally while pregnant and breastfeeding is irresponsible because we don't know. But if you consume because you feel like you need to, or it's a medicine, or it's helping you with anxiety, or it's helping you with depression, just if it's helping you, then power to you, but stay educated, understand why you're consuming, understand what you're consuming, and understand how it works, because different methods, smoking, edibles, tincture, they all work and react differently once ingested or inhaled. So there's just a lot of information that people don't know that they should know before even considering consuming cannabis while pregnant or breastfeeding
2: if you were pregnant right now would you smoke weed
0: um if or I needed you... to like if I had if I had morning sickness I don't want to throw up <laughs> Yeah. so like if, if I needed to I, I believe I would I would microdose of course which is taking smaller amounts throughout the day so it just kind of they stack basically compared to taking like smoking a joint downstairs like I would do a method a strategic method if I felt like I was suffering through morning sickness or back pain but I wouldn't smoke just for the fun of it while pregnant just because there's something that's always been in the back of my mind where I don't know the answer nobody does so just in case I want to be more responsible with my consumption and have more intention when I consume,
1: I love how you say that intention because obviously I believe that majority, the vast majority of women that are pregnant, are not do, trying to do anything that they know could potentially harm their unborn mm. baby, and or like cause any complications, you know, after birth or anything like that. Um, so I mean, with that being said, like, but is there something that you would recommend doing cannabis wise like ingesting cannabis in some way over the other like would you say an edible is better when you're pregnant versus smoking or like mm-hmm. a tea versus um I don't know a tincture like and, to, and actually oil. I don't actually know what a tincture really is so if you could clarify
0: yeah, that Yeah totally um tincture the mo- the most common form tincture the most common form is um it's just cannabis uh, infused in oil. So, you know, the cannabis um, bud itself, I'm trying to explain this very simply, <laughs> the the bud itself, those tiny little sticky stuff on the leaves, those are called trichomes. Those contain all of the properties of the cannabis plant, the, the psychoactive components known as um, THC. Those are cannabinoids, THC, CBD, CBG. It also contains terpenes and flavonoids, and those dictate the type of strain it is be it sativa hybrid or indica so cannabis is it's very complex and you can definitely find the right strain for you it's like finding your favorite flavor like when you drink it you feel good same thing with cannabis you smoke it you're like this is my strain i like this indica it makes me sleepy the reason of that is because it most likely contains a high percentage of linalool which is often found in lavender lavender is known to be calming that's because lavender contains linalool so it's just it's just a very complex plant that i think we demonize because the psychoactivity of it for most people who are not as self-aware they find it intimidating but in reality the idea of introducing phytocannabinoids to an endocannabinoid system might not be such a bad idea yet we don't know how much phytocannabinoids you can introduce to an endocannabinoid system without possibly causing negative effects we're like we're just unaware of that
1: I know okay (laughs) those words I've never heard in my life so two things one do you have a recommendation on sorry like (laughs) no I mean I love it but I also like as our listeners are probably going oh my god what was that I'm doing the same so I want to just like break it down for myself and our listeners but I do want to know like Based on your research, based on your experiences and your knowledge, is there a form of cannabis that you would say is maybe better to take when pregnant or breastfeeding versus something else? Or, and maybe that will go back and maybe I'm answering my own question in a way is like depending on what you're looking for, like if you're trying to get rid of morning sickness or Mm. pain or whatever.
0: Right. There, there are strains. I can't honestly can't think of a strain on the top of my head that helps with nausea. There are a lot, and I think most of them are predominantly indica strains, just like the really nice body high, sleepy strains. I know CBD is very effective with helping, uh, helping with nausea as well. So you don't necessarily have that euphoric effect that THC has to offer. You can smoke. Um, hemp CBD and still feel relieved if you are feeling nauseated different methods and understanding how the methods work when you inhale you feel the effects almost immediately Um, if you use a tincture you'll feel the effects maybe onset Mm -hmm. like 10 to 15 minutes but when you consume an edible for some people it could take 30 minutes to an hour and we're going to get into some more terms when (laughs) (laughs) when consuming an edible the THC that's in that edible When you consume it and digest it through your liver as it passes through the blood brain barrier and goes into your blood, the THC is about five times stronger than THC would be when inhaling. So that's something to keep in mind too. If you're consuming and if you're eating an edible and not smoking a joint, that edible is going to hit. And a lot of people don't know that. That's why most people have a really bad experience with edibles is because they don't know
2: how that works. I've had that horrible experience with edibles um, and I will never go back ever again um, because it was like the worst time ever in my entire life. It's awful. <laughs> that it's, it really is. It's it happened is, to me. Especially when it's like you think you're having some fucking weed. You think you're having a little bit of cannabis. Right. And I took it to help with a hangover. And instead I was drugged for... Like what felt like ten hours, I went blinded. Like I hate it. <laughs> oh my god! Um, it was the worst day ever. I I might as well have taken like a hundred hits of acid, um, and that's how I feel. <laughs> that's, and that's what's yeah. crazy because I've seen so many people use cannabis. Well, I mean, like my fam, my whole family, everyone, every a lot of people that I know use cannabis, but a lot of people use it for like medical reasons mm. mainly, especially now. And so I am. I hate that I like have that stigma myself around it like nope weed hates me I can't do it That's unless I'm like case. really drunk with the girls yeah and then I'm like oh yeah I forgot that I don't like it <laughs> and then I'll smoke it um but you're right it's not the case and ha- so what would you say to somebody who's like traumatized from weed
0: microdose okay just, just like for for example my um understand your body you just need to understand how much you can handle and that that takes practice and trial and error like there's no magic button that says you t- can take 15 milligrams, and you can have yeah, 20. I wish there was. I know everybody does, <laughs> but the way to find that is just to it's kind of like just playing with yourself, understanding how you react. And Jess, so, you're good at that, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I started talking yes, to me, I and am. I'm like, Well, I am. You okay, <laughs> but, but um, and and microdose is the most effective way to do that. My limit is 20 milligrams. If I have anything more than that, I don't know what's going on, I'm, I'm not capable,
2: okay, but. So that's in edibles, right? Obviously, yeah, or oils. Um, not like, not in a joint. With it, not with in a smoking joint.
0: Yeah, with joints, I feel like I could smoke. I can. I can continue. I can not stop smoking joints, and I'll be fine. Oh God,
2: such were the days of high school when I'm. <laughs> okay, I used to smoke blunts, and that's thought awesome. of, to the thought of right now. <laughs> well, like with people, but the thought of smoking a blunt right now, even taking one. Draw off it. I think I would pass out. I think I would die. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) Well, I've never smoked, like, cigarettes. Like, I mean, the odd one here and there in high school. So smoking anything now for me puts me on my ass because, like, my baby lungs can't handle it. So while I do enjoy, like, that high feeling once in a while and smoking a joint, I – I kind of like have this blockage because I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to cough my face off for the next five minutes and that hurts and that's uncomfortable. And it then does. the next day, I am uncomfortable. Like, yeah, that time was fun. I had a good time. I laughed, like, you know, and mm. passed out and had the best sleep. But I do pay for it the next day. So, like, I and more intrigued by edibles but because of the kind of high you get which is Mm. much more physical like it's the body and longer and And and, and I don't know what dosage is appropriate so it's like I'm very afraid of having an edible because my experience was like I ate a cookie you know back in my early 20s it was my first time this guy's like oh yeah like have a like have some and I ate the entire thing and it was like it was a big fucking cookie Jeez. and I had to work. I was a waitress and I went to work at the bar that my parents owned. Also, let's add that on there. Oh my God. And I sat down on a stool in the, like between the kitchen and the bar, like back bar area. And I sat there for eight straight hours. I did not work. No. I couldn't yeah. even talk. I That's felt amazing. like I was glued to the stool <laughs> It was yeah. terrible and that put me off for so long. I don't think
2: For still.
1: <laughs> and that's what like that kind of takes me back to what you were saying before with like and I don't even know how to say the word the cannabinoids and
0: Cannab- cannabinoids
1: cannabinoids and the yeah. other word
0: N. and Well there's phytocannabinoids and phyto is Plants, So plant cannabinoids and endocannabinoids. Endo is endogenous. So it's already within your body. So you in your body have an endocannabinoid system. When you consume uh, cannabis, for example, it ignites certain receptors within your body that are already there that react very positively to to, uh, phytocannabinoids, which are plant derived cannabinoids. So do I? Do I still have you?
1: Yeah.
2: No. This is like this
1: is probably like the best like explanation that I've ever had. I love
2: talking about it. (laughs) Well, otherwise we're reading that in a book and try and read that in a book. Like it's really hard. Yeah,
0: and that's what I focus on with cannabis and parenthood too. Is I want to simplify and streamline information because these terms are really challenging. It took me years. To understand it years of just reading these studies with all of these words that i can't even pronounce and just i had to google everything in order to understand and when i first started cannabis in parenthood it was just heartbreaking and i almost gave up because i had all of these women message me saying help me help me what do i do i don't understand and i would read studies and just try and help them like how much how much um how much THC is transferred into breast milk I don't know and then I'd be like I don't know either and then I'd look it up and I'm like you need to give me a week because I don't know what this means and I need to translate it in order for you to understand it so you don't have to waste your time trying to understand also, I actually the read
1: that article on your site and what I got from it is that like you have said they don't really know like if there is any actual, like, adverse effects. And the mm. trace amounts of, I guess, what you use the full term, and I cannot say the full word of THC, like, mm. in in breast milk, but none that would indicate something that would be damaging to the child. Right.
0: They're measured in nanograms. Nanograms. That's, like, that's, like, a one... Like, you like, can't a, see it? it.
1: It's not even. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so small. I, I don't want to, like... Um, say something incorrect but i can't remember exactly like a nanogram is like a thousand of of a
2: i i can't remember it's Nano on my... i think is a thousand but again i could be wrong too but, but then it's going a very to, to grams like
0: it's just it's such a small measurement the traces yeah. that are found it's just so small and most of the time when there are issues or complications with a cannabis consumer while pregnant that's because it's not just cannabis that is being consumed. Because if you consume cannabis and drink alcohol, that's a different kind of cocktail. If you consume cannabis mm-hmm. and smoke cigarettes, that's something else. I There's feel like just so it's many just factors. the
1: other things that are probably causing the issues, like fetal alcohol syndrome, the time, um, all the cigarettes. different kinds of like issues yeah. and conditions and d- defects that come with cigarette smoke too. And the kicker of that though is that I have heard so many different women over my the course of my life, be like some that were heavy smokers, get pregnant, go to their doctor, still smoke and have been questioned like, oh, you're smoking, like aren't you pregnant? Like don't you want to quit? Oh, my doctor said I don't need to quit because I'm so addicted to it that it will be too hard properly. on my body. So I just smoke less. There's no fucking way you're smoking less. Maybe. Okay. I shouldn't say Mm. that. But like, to me, it's like, yet we're demonizing a natural plant, like a plant that, that there's no like proof that people like get addicted to it, that die from it. Like all these things that you can 100% link to all
2: these very, But very, that's why. Yeah, like... So that's the one thing that gets me through smoking weed is I literally, if I'm, like, feeling fucked up because there was a time where... It, the reason I stopped smoking it religiously is because I started getting paranoid from it. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm having a heart attack or whatever. And then the, what really got get, got me through it was literally telling myself, okay, nobody's ever died from weed. Nobody's right. ever died from weed. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be the first person to die from weed. So, no, and you will be. And then I'm it's... instantly safe again. But... I know a lot of people, Lauren, like you said about the cigarettes, like these people ingest a lot of weed. It can't be good to just stop cold turkey when they're um, pregnant, especially when, as you call it, medicine, it works to serve a lot of things for them. Like Mm. it can't be good to just. And I'm not saying you should smoke when you're pregnant, but, like, how is it recommendable if you have, like, horrible anxiety and you take your marijuana for that to just not? And then what? So you have to just be really anxious your whole pregnancy?
1: Again, it's demonized. It's stigmatized. It's misunderstood. Um, Like, the medical profession will advise against it for the most part. They tell you it's bad, in you know. Because it's
0: a medicine. But it's a medicine.
1: (laughs) But then you turn the corner and there's legal dispensaries there is government yeah. um like operated I don't know weed dispensaries
2: like well I don't trust that to the validity of it being good because they just want to make money that's what I'm saying mm. is
1: like that's the contradiction and that's where the education is so necessary and this can just get lumped into like Jess and I always talk about like things that you should have been taught in school like it is all about education. If like we were really properly taught about the effects of marijuana, like you're taught about mm. the effects of crack and heroin, like this is your brain on drugs and it's a frying egg. Like that's that's <laughs> that's how the education system felt. That was gonna
2: really clear that things sound up. So bad
0: though.
1: Yeah, but, <laughs> but the with weed, it's like, no, it's bad. Like don't do it. It's bad. It's a gateway drug. That's what you're taught. But then when you actually get educated on something, like you are able to ask the questions you are curious like it's just so like it's just such a crazy dichotomy of like information that there's never like it doesn't actually have like an ending you know what I mean I'm probably not explaining myself Mm -hmm. right but like there's just information but there's no like and that is that Like, you know what I mean? Where there's no proven
2: results from any of this because, well, as we touched on, I think a lot of this shit was established in 1950 when they didn't know shit back then. They (laughs) didn't. They were equating like weed was like LSD. They're like, smoke cigarettes. It's excellent. There was cocaine and pop. That's
0: why I, I have such a hard time taking authority figures and doctors and teachers. I just don't take them as seriously as I think most people do because I'm like, you're just like me. You're a human. You've learned yeah. something. You recite information. And it's information. trial and error for yeah. them too. Yeah. I, I, I understand that. But when you, I want to go back to something that you said because there is something very interesting about cannabis that I don't think is often talked about enough, and that's when a mom called turkeys. Cannabis yeah. mm-hmm. is such a double-edged sword. It really is. Like, it's a beautiful plant. It's a healing plant. But it also has negatives to it. One of the big negatives is um, if you're someone like me, I'd be considered a heavy consumer where I consume every day I consume, I used to consume heavier amounts. I'm slowly tapering down, but you need a certain dosage to kind of feel the effects of the cannabis that you're consuming. Yeah, so if your you tolerance are,
2: increases it goes time.
0: up, extremely yeah. up. Like I would eat like a thousand milligram edible and be like, nothing. Uh, that's that's I, like, the double-edged
1: can't double edged comprehend that in
2: my brain. Like, I had a panic that. attack because I had a five milligram edible. And I'm like, I think I've over, <laughs> overdone it.
0: <laughs> but having such a high tolerance, that means that the, the cannabis that you're consuming no longer serves you in the intention that you initially aspired you know, to, to use it and to, to consume it. So that's really kind of the hard part when you cold turkey, because a lot of moms that I've spoken to are very, very heavy consumers like myself, and they try to taper it down. That's where microdosing comes in again. That's how you bring your tolerance back down. Or you can have what they call a T-break. That's a THC break, and you move just to CBD, for example. So those psychoactive effects, you kind of give yourself a little break. Your receptors do need a break. They can get overloaded. And um, that's what's really challenging for a lot of women who are trying to cold turkey. I always recommend microdosing. and I, It's not addictive in a sense, but your tolerance can be so high that you have to consume extreme amounts in order to feel anything and that's not good as well so there's there's so many factors to it that just really isn't discussed openly because i don't want to demonize the plant myself but then if you're consuming heavy heavy amounts and still not feeling anything maybe you should stop consuming for a while kind of thing and then yeah and
2: bring your tolerance back down actually so you think that or okay two things you said that maybe they should go into the cbd so you can still maintain, like, ingesting, I don't, I don't even know the lingo, like, some sort of marijuana as a way to, like, I guess, kind of wean or lower your intake? CBD is really effective. It doesn't have the psychoactive
0: effects that THC does, yet it still offers similar benefits, that t- medicinal
2: benefits that so THC has. So wouldn't that has. be, like, hugely recommended for pregnant women then? Why wouldn't they just go straight to that? Um...
0: Mostly. I remember reading in 2017, the World Health Organization deemed CBD to have zero embryonic effects. So it is promising. That's a pretty big statement. Um, People just don't know. And I do everything that I can possibly think of. I've been a little slow this year, understandably. But I've done everything that I can think of to try and direct women to all of this information. I have a, a website, com, where I cite all of the sources, all of the, the um, valid sources. Because one of my fun little hobbies that I enjoy doing is reading studies and debunking them and finding holes and variables and then kind of roasting it.
2: <laughs> that sounds I love like that. a blast. No, that sounds it's like really you smoke a joint and you're like, I know what to do right now. Like you focus. That's usually in. what yeah. it looks like because
0: I'm like this reading a study just like, okay, you think, yeah, okay. Let's read this. And your mind like focuses <laughs> like
2: in and sees all the holes in it. I love that.
0: That's what I yeah. do for fun. But thank God that's, you because do. And because, yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: you probably have educated and helped so many people that you don't even know about.
0: I hope and, so. And then I again, so. like that's
1: why we wanted to chat with you. So hopefully our listeners. Listeners who probably have questions just like we do, even if one person checks out that site and learns something, like that is a positive because this is a, a very taboo subject still. Like, I guess it depends on like, you know, what kind of social circle you run in also. But like, I think society overall, like has labeled any kind of cannabis user as like the stoner, right? Like you're still... The, like, dirty yeah. stoner, like, the hippie well, stoner. especially if
2: you're pregnant because it's, like, oh, my God, you have no control over yourself. Not that I feel that way. That, like, you can't, that's...
1: Function, yeah. you can't function. You can't have, like, a proper job. Like, there's just all these other stigmas and misconceptions that go along with that label.
2: I want to mm-hmm. know, like, what is, your, what is your research? What is your, like, opinion? What is your bottom line? What have you – I know that everything's, you know – not final or whatever, but like, what do you say if a pregnant lady says, "So what can I do? I'm a heavy consumer. Uh, I love it. I don't want to give it up. I do. I should I? This is the hardest part of what <laughs> I do. We ask the hard questions.
0: <laughs> it's the hard question. That's the I get that question in my DMs. Um, I I, I can't even read my DMs anymore because I'm just flooded with that exact yeah. question. Is yeah, it safe? People just want is that answer. I mean, and I always that's all I want to know. And that's lazy. In my opinion, is it safe? Yes. Awesome. Like that's just going to, you know, it's not that there's nothing there. You're not, it's like you, you honestly, if I'm asked that question, that means to me, you don't care. Like you genuinely don't care. You just want to be told what to do. And in my mind, that's not okay. So what I, how I like to approach this is I'm very, I like to approach it in a non-biased way where I don't believe cannabis is safe or is dangerous. I believe in what science tells me and what data tells me, and more importantly what anecdotal evidence tells me. Real day women living lives having babies. That's important information and data that is often overlooked. Um, with all of the information that I've compiled over the and data over the past five years, to my understanding and my knowledge, disclaimer, I'm not a doctor, I have no medical nothing, I'm a self-educated mom, that's all I am, who has a computer. <laughs>
2: and. All, I and I don't I know interest. if it's safe or well, not. Well, th- that's it. The interest to read about it.
0: Yeah. I, I'm curious because I don't like being told something without anything to back it up. That doesn't work with me. I need to know. And if you don't tell me, I'm going to find out. <laughs> yeah.
2: You're, especially when you're and motivated that's because it will. what I've been will, doing. Because you do see the value in it. You do see the value in consuming it. Obviously, um, you mentioned it changed your life. So mm. obviously, when somebody – when you feel so strongly and powerful about – a medicine you're like how the fuck can this be bad like no i'm not going to take that for face value and nor should you
0: it doesn't make sense to me um my first pregnancy with my daughter who is now three and thriving she speaks english and japanese now oh it's amazing God. um she's amazing like she just blows my mind i like to think most of it's because of me but <laughs> Don't we all as moms <laughs> yeah. right my first four months i had no idea i was pregnant no clue and that's because I was consuming cannabis. I had no idea, so I didn't have any of the symptoms. Nothing. I noticed I was getting a little chubbier, so I was just like, okay, maybe I need to cut it down with the munchies. And <laughs> that another. So that's another. Okay. Stick by Actually, can we get into
2: that because that is another reason I cannot consume. My boyfriend jokes, and he's not even the first person to say this to me. But he's like, "Well, I smoked the weed, and you get the munchies." I'm like, "Fuck, that sucks." <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> well, I I consume about.
0: Or maybe a little over, no, a little under 3,000 calories a day. I have a very fast yeah, metabolism. Do. And most of that is, <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a cannabis consumer. I'm a heavy cannabis consumer. And Statistically speaking, people who consume cannabis as heavily as I do every, every single day to some capacity has a, a jump start in their metabolism. So the munchies kick in, but that doesn't matter. Your metabolism will go back to as if you were a teenager. If I stopped smoking, I'd gain the weight. But since I consume constantly, my body is functioning at like optimum, you know, like I'm functioning as if I was a teenager, like 17 years old. But like, why is that? Yeah. It's your endo, I don't know exactly the terms, but it's your cannabis promotes homeostasis within your body. Everything just works well, it works. It's like in tune with itself, it flows, it vibes, whatever word that you, you know, whatever term that you feel comfortable using, it promotes well-being so when you're consuming cannabis for example and you get the munchies yes you're eating a lot of empty calories possibly late at
2: night which is what i do just about every night i can show you my junk drawer (laughs) of snacks i've never (laughs) wanted to smoke a joint more because i'm like yeah i'm gonna want the snacks but then also i'm just gonna be skinny again like i was in high school (laughs) (laughs) well you're also
0: (laughs) so it jumpstarts your metabolism um, it also promotes well-being. You're happier. You're more motivated. You're more active. Like I know that stigma of cannabis consumers being lazy, which is actually exactly the opposite. I am much more motivated. I have a lot more energy. I'm a go-getter. Of course, it depends on what kind of strain say, you're consuming. Then do you
2: recommend changing yeah. strains if they're just like really lazy?
0: Yeah, a lot of it's R&D, and the the lazy strain is indicas, the ones that are the all-body high. If you feel paranoia when you're smoking, you're probably smoking a sativa or sativa-dominant hybrid, so maybe look at the indica-dominant hybrids, and that won't give you that paranoia that you're feeling. So a lot of it's trial and error. And um, when moms ask me what they should be consuming when they're pregnant, I just say whatever you feel comfortable with and whatever your body is happy with, because we're all different and it's not, cannabis isn't a cookie cutter thing, which we're all so accustomed to that with pharmacies and medicines. Everything is a pill and this is, everybody can take this pill, but it doesn't work. But that's interesting. That
1: isn't medicine is different. That is the other issue with like pharmaceutical medicines is that Everybody can't take the same dosage of something, right? Mm -hmm. And again, like, we don't give that allowance to alternative medicines or, like, cannabis. We don't give it that, like, kind of respect where maybe you're not smoking the right strain or you're not ingesting the right strain. Like, there, there is – like right. rationale behind that there is evidence to support the differences and how it affects the body and the mind differently just like if I needed to take certain maybe like an antidepressant medication and maybe just takes an antidepressant medication very unlikely we'll be on the same antidepressant medications or the same dosages like I mean yeah. and we give mm. that respect to that kind of medicine Meanwhile, there is extensive studies that antidepressive uh, medications can lead to suicide and have, but we don't give that that respect to something more natural. And just disclaimer, we're not on those medications, but I just use that as an example because we – like it's just – this is what just keeps my mind like in this constant like boggled flux because I'm like why are we just so like willing and ready and and willing to invest in like – that learning, that understanding, that development of that medicine, but something that literally grows from the ground is terrible. Like we can't
0: even consider it. I think it's self awareness. So most people are comfortable with waking up at nine o'clock and coming home at five o'clock and then eating dinner and watching a movie and going to bed and doing conditioning. Yeah, like most people don't even question that. And that's fine. If that works for you. And if that's how you want to live the life that you have, go for it. But there are a lot of people, especially nowadays, who are like, wait, wait, wait a minute, I want to try something different. And society isn't set up for people to do that freely. You have to really push it. Just like everything else, if you demand change, you have to push it and you need to make people uncomfortable. That is so true. And that's, oh
1: God, there's so much resistance And I like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but like, I've just been having these conversations with different people so much lately. And I, it probably has a lot to do with 2020 being the craziest year that like our generation has gone through. And that, This is a trend that people are saying, like, people are not cool with the status quo anymore. Like, everybody is questioning. Mm -hmm. People are, like, pushing outside of their comfort zones, their boundaries. Like, you know, being curious about different things that they otherwise maybe wouldn't have been curious about. Like stop like breaking off from the herd the herd of sheep like people are starting to like forge right. their own pathways and and ask the questions and like make those decisions for themselves and this is just one of those things that i think needs to fall into that category like
2: well i think it is right. especially as like you said things are changing in this generation but what i think is changing in terms of you know cannabis consumption are things like the tinctures the oils the edibles back in the day like you know, mm-hmm. our parents' day, even my day, I would just literally roll a hippie joint with two little twists at the end and smoke it up. Now you can have um, a gummy bear or, you know, like you said, a tea, which I didn't even know. And I feel really weird and old, like not even knowing that. Um, so I think that's what's changing because people are becoming more efficient. Um, and that's what happens with time, obviously. Like, you know. Evolution, yes. Yeah. So they're well, finding it's a more billion dollar cons- efficient business. ways. Exactly, yeah. but they're they're still seeing the effects, and they're like, "I want that. I do not have time to go smoke a, f- a joint at work or whatever or whatever, right? Like it's much easier just to take that gummy, uh, you know, for the longest time, much more legal. Or you know, at, if you're a student at school, you can't just well, I did, but you sh- shouldn't just go <laughs> smoke a joint. Like just have your gummy and everything's easier all
0: my friends did i just never participated but all of my friends in high school of and university yeah, everyone yeah they yeah. all smoked and i just i think i probably got hot box no
2: you definitely got contact high which i know is a thing Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure I did. And that's probably why I hung out with them. You guys are really cool. I don't know why. (laughs) You just didn't know yet. There's something going on here.
0: (laughs) That's what it was. I'm like, I'm digging all of you guys. Let's play Donkey Kong. Like, this is great. It's so different when you're not around. I don't understand. (laughs) You, You made a good point when you said 2020. I've noticed a huge surge in my following and my engagement this year than ever because a lot of women are questioning a lot, yeah, women are questioning things like wait a minute why am i not being listened to wait a minute why am i not being treated equally like there's so many things that women are wanting to understand now and especially men that's why i changed it to cannabis and parenthood in the beginning it was cannabis and pregnancy i changed it to parenthood because i want to encompass everyone because that's what this is about name a person that you know that's
2: been pregnant like you, you anyone your mom. your mom like everyone yeah it affects everybody but you know what else I think with 2020, with with this pandemic, a lot of people are questioning medicine, authority with the doctors, um, you know, and we're not even going to get into this because there's a whole nother situation, but the validity of COVID information, like all of it. So I think with that comes a little bit of awareness, like, okay, why the fuck am I not questioning things that could also, also directly affect me, aka cannabis in this case?
0: There's a, a, also another thing that I, I didn't realize until it direct, affected me directly, which most people don't realize things until it affects them directly. Um, I was trying to make a doctor appointment uh, with a primary caregiver and nobody's seeing new patients right now. Nobody is. It's, it, everything's shut. Everything's overwhelmed and overloaded. And I think that's another reason why people are looking at cannabis at the moment is because the, the medical system that we have in place can't handle yeah. reality. Basically, they can this current reality at their own rate. Yeah, but the current reality that we're living in, they can't handle it. And a lot of people are turning to cannabis and looking for answers, which is why I'm noticing such
2: crazy engagement on all of my pages. Well, and the mental health, you know, issues that have come with this pandemic are just like ridiculous. So that's why I think a lot of people are focusing on, um, well, you can't go to hospitals right now. You can't go to doctors right now. So it's like, well, what can I do myself? that can help me right now and I know anxiety depression everything is just going rampant right now with with this so why not take something that's natural and I don't know about you guys but the thought of being prescribed an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety medication like oh my god it's just it's well it's it's chemicals it's it's drugs in my system and I know that people say marijuana is drugs but I just I don't ever call it marijuana either i just don't see it as a drug it's just fucking weed it's It's it's, synthetic like it's
0: not natural and when i bring that back to phytocannabinoids and endocannabinoids phyto plant it's natural it's it's plant derived cannabinoids your body knows how to handle cannabinoids so it just it just works so well and that's what makes it so difficult to understand is is like the discovery of the endocannabinoid system is rather new and that just blows my mind. Like, how did we not know about this? How did we not know about this? This is just,
2: that's insane. But that just goes to show, don't put all your weight and credit into modern day medicine because it's going to get a lot more modern and modern. And we there's so much shit we don't know. Fueled by
0: outside sort. Like, it's not, for, I'm, I'm noticing now the more that I get into this, that the medical industry isn't focused on patients. It's not. Profits. It's focused yeah. solely on money. That's it. If anything, if it's not focused on, like, cannabis and parenthood, I focus on people. That's all I care about. Like, I'm basically at the front line, you know, with my freaking musket. Like, let's do this. Like, I am so there, and I, I, that's what I care about. I want women to feel, it, oh, I'm going to cry. Mm-hmm. Don't work. cry. We'll cry.
2: No. I like the crying. I like the emotion. I started cannabis and parenthood five years ago because I was – terrified. I was terrified. I was
0: pregnant. I consumed cannabis. Nobody had answers. And all I knew is that I could have CPS called at me in any moment. And it was terrifying for someone to question my parenting without even knowing who I am and knowing what they're questioning. They don't even understand how, how, so it just, that frustrated me. Cause I'm like, this is not okay. Like yeah. This is the, like the the pit of society that I'm living in right now. This is not okay to be judged on something that the person who's judging, they don't even understand what they're talking about. So it's like, it was so frustrating. And so when I started cannabis and parenthood, the whole idea was to give women a resource. So if they felt like I did, I don't want anyone to feel that way. That was awful. Yeah. So I, if women felt that way, they could at least find something that gave them a community and a sense of calm and resources. So they didn't feel so yeah. vulnerable. And it, yeah, it was... Yeah it was That's so amazing. heartbreaking the first two years when i was doing it i almost gave up because my dms was just hor- horror stories of women being harassed by cps or by their doctors or by the police showing up at their family and them. friends
1: that just yeah. don't like agree or don't align with like their choices right I and because they different- don't understand
2: i wonder how different it is in the states first versus- because you're in the states Versus in Canada, like I wonder, with it being legal here, um, you know, federally. It, but Still, it's legal where you are, aren't you? You're. In, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm in. I'm in, I would never ever live anywhere where it was illegal. That's gross.
2: <laughs> that's gross. If you're, if it's legal in the state that you're in, but it's not legal federally, like that's fucking weird.
0: Well, it Isn't works it? differently. So, like, different states have different laws, and then there's the federal laws, and depending on how severe and how, how different those states view cannabis and how strong the stigma is there. Like I live in Oregon, no one, like I, I've talked to a lot of women or moms who've had deliveries in Oregon, they, no one cares. Like the doctors don't care, they yeah, don't Yeah, they don't care. bat an eye. But another issue with that is racial injustice where a lot of women of color are often discriminated in comparison to white women when they consume. So it just, it all depends on which state you live in and it really depends on the people you're being you're surrounded by it's not necessarily the laws it's the people and, unfortunately, and your socioeconomic
1: status yeah, within that exactly. yeah
0: and that's that's what people have to face when they give birth to children and in delivery rooms who do consume cannabis is what color is my skin what what are the laws in this state and how severe will this how how serious will this go like i, I consume cannabis i was they'd never tested me i've never been tested when I was, you know, going to my OB appointment, and I, they knew I was consuming, I just didn't, you know, we didn't talk about it, and it was ignored, I'm white, I'm, I don't know, that's what happened with me, but I have a friend who's black, and same thing, but they ended up testing her without her knowledge, which is what? illegal, but yeah, they did. And then they threatened her. And like, that's just that's so common nowadays. So there's just a lot of issues. That is a whole other layer. And I that love that because like, layer. that's
1: just something that people probably don't know. And
0: yeah,
1: like, I just want to say like, we are mainly talking more about like North America too, because like, yeah, the, you know, the, the treatment of like cannabis use in other cultures and other countries is also different. And That was another thing that, like, I wanted to say too is that, like, we talk about, like, medicines and modern medicine, whereas cannabis has been used for centuries, like, probably long before we even know, like, before it's even been documented in any kind of way. Um, But it has been used as a medicine. It has been used as different – as part of cultural, like, practices and – but for different reasons, like, whether they were trying to communicate with, you know – for lack of a better word, gods that they believed in, or if it was used for, like, a medicinal right. purpose, like, right. so, I mean, again, like, that just kind of goes against, like, what we're told in North America specifically about, like, cannabis and then, like, the modern medicines where we know that this has been used, obviously, if it was something that was, like, has been used for centuries, it was just
2: killing people left, right, and center, Probably wouldn't have continued with it. But is that true? Because people still smoke and people still fucking drink. And to me, those are the real killers. And but, you know, I, I am shocked that you said that somebody was tested against her will because I feel like if I got pregnant right now and I went to the doctor, I'm like, yeah, I drink all the time. Like they just be like, OK, we recommend you don't do that. Not OK, but that's you're getting maybe arrested. because of
1: your privilege. And like that, because all three of us are white and we have like a certain status within our like society here like you do and obviously us Jess we're in the same um it is absolutely disgusting but it's so sad and I like hate for myself that like I'm just not even aware of that and like I'm glad that you mentioned it like I I believe that like as women we need to like stand together and like you starting this community of cannabis and parenthood is so amazing and even if they're not getting answers, it is, like, a safe place for women to go and gather with other like-minded women or women in situa- similar situations. Um, but, like, yeah, like, that is a whole other layer is that, like, you could be a cannabis user and because of the color of your skin, you're treated completely different. And it's, like – You're now, like, a drug addict. Yeah. And... Like, you, you
2: just get labeled with a label, right? Yeah. No matter what, there's still the judgment that comes along with it.
0: It's, it's, I, I make it my business to become aware of just about anything I possibly can. I, I understand how limited I am just by the way I look limits me with my knowledge. And I try to seek out as many people as I possibly can just to understand different sides. And I'm really lucky since I've started Cannabis and Parenthood, I've been able to read stories of yeah. different women around the world, not even just North America, just y- you name it. I've talked to a mom in that country probably not some of the smaller ones, but you know what I mean? Like I've talked to a yeah. lot of women about cannabis and how they're treated and how they feel. And it's, it's really just daunting to a point where women across the globe are feeling this kind of oppression with the plant to, to a certain degree, depending on who you are, where you are, what you look like. And when I first started, my mind was very limited where I only thought about myself. And then as I considered Or as as I learned more and understood how this really, really impacts people on so many different levels, not even just consuming cannabis, but just the idea of consuming cannabis while pregnant or the idea of being a woman of color. Like there's just so many things that like even a father who consumes cannabis, like they're treated completely differently.
1: Yeah. And I wanted to ask about that too. If you've like done any studies or read like certain research on that is because we learned that lots of different things are carried through the sperm. So like depending on like habits or things, addictions, whatever, just lifestyle choices that a man makes. And then obviously that somehow filters into the sperm and that can affect a fetus too. Um, What about cannabis? Like why would that be treated differently knowing that this is somebody who potentially, if not already, could obviously you need the sperm to make a baby. So you can go be like, again, like a lack of better words, like you could be the quote unquote total pothead, no questions asked, but mom, you like smoke one joint or you use CBD or whatever, like, ooh, I don't know, like you're judged right away.
0: It's interesting that you bring that up because I was reading a couple of articles this morning because I, I noticed that question in your email. And um, I, I've discovered that when you talk about fertility, a lot more studies are, um, are um, involve men Unfortunately, and not women. Um, in a sense where men, when you consume cannabis, it's actually they say it's proven that cannabis can increase your sperm count, and like it's just there isn't. Any of kind course, of, it does. Yeah, and there's nothing negative when you talk about a man consuming cannabis. But if you look at women consuming cannabis and in infertility, you'll see low libido, low sex. Like just all of these negative birth things. defects. Yeah, and it's just like. That's where that's all I see when I read these articles and when I read these studies is I see the human bias behind it.
1: Yeah, isn't that the precursor to everything though? If yeah, a man does it it's okay, if a woman does it you're going to hell.
0: It's the same thing with cannabis. God. If a woman does it, oh gosh. If a man does it, you're tired, you work all day. You're you know, you're your allowed to let
2: loose and relax.
0: It's very different, but I still in include of course fathers to this because they honestly need to be a huge they they need to be a part of this conversation Mm -hmm. where oh, their their spouse who consumes cannabis whilst pregnant or breastfeeding i expect just like my husband i expect you to understand everything that i'm saying and if you don't you better learn you need Mm -hmm. to know you need to know my knowledge When it comes to medicines that i'm using while i'm pregnant or just at any time and i i also feel that and i like to stress that with fathers as well where unfortunately my my um male following is very low and i'm doing my best to work at it but like i expect everyone to be involved in this conversation and if you aren't Mm -hmm. then like walk right back into the ocean and start over motherfucker because i don't want (laughs) to deal with it
2: (laughs) i love that you say that because and i love how you did change your name from pregnancy to parenthood because Parenthood is, too. It is both. Like, why, you know, of course, it's no fucking secret that the onus of every responsibility almost in the household is on the woman, you know, whatever. That's a whole nother conversation. But why, like, this should not be... Something that's added to that this list should not like, be a woman's issue. It's, it's not. everybody's
0: problem. if it's a woman's issue, any woman's issue is everyone's yeah. issue. Because if yes. women aren't treated yeah. properly, that is a direct reflection of how our society is being functioned. And I don't know if you've seen the news recently, but it's fucked.
2: That's our soundbite for this episode, I think. Oh so, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> if you had a mic, you need to drop it.
2: Yeah, no, she'd be throwing that down.
0: It's it's infuriate I've been I'm, I'm angry by how, how this is going. And I'm angry how women are being treated and how women of color are being treated. And I'm angry that women can't feel comfortable with themselves and do what they think is right for themselves after they've educated themselves. It's frustrating.
2: But even backing up is to even feeling like they can't even educate themselves because we should just take the word for
0: and then this can go back to here's more conversations but birth control abortion like there's just so many things that women don't control and this is that one Ugh. thing again here's another one that women can't control and it's just so unacceptable in my mind and I w- basically I won't allow it and that's what cannabis and parenthood is is I won't allow this to pass any longer because it's not right. It's unacceptable and it hurts people. And if it hurts people, I'm going to fight it as hard as I possibly can because I know what it feels like to be hurt and it sucks. And I don't want anyone to
2: feel like that. That's why we're so glad to have you on and that's why this conversation has been so amazing, you know, giving us information, giving us even our- motivation to to get our own information and um for that I'm we are so thankful for and I know that our listeners will take a lot from that. And the people that you know are wondering what they should do in terms of their cannabis consumption while pregnant, um, definitely go check out your your site. And I think what your takeaway is to go do your research, to go look into it, and do it works for you, right? Tell me. If well, I'm I think
1: that you've wrong. you help empower people to know that they can educate themselves. That there is information mm. out there. It might take a little bit of effort to get to it and thank god that there's a few steps that might have been or might be like reduced because of your site yeah uh but it is like this is overall another like form of empowerment right like you don't have to take everything at face value especially as women and i think that's another trend of like elderly
2: white doctors men men men
1: Yeah. yeah But I think that's another trend of 2020, right? Like we are rising up. We are like saying, like, no no no, like I'm actually not okay with that. And I'm gonna question it. And so is my whole posse of bitches. All my girls are
2: fucking not settling for this.
1: (laughs) And I mean that's amazing. And I like I oh my god, we could have this we could talk forever. I know that. Because there is so much to unpack. There's so much more information. Um, and just this, like you know, episode that we've done with you now has given me like so much more knowledge. I and... want to
2: get pregnant, smoke a joint. I'm not And <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> that is your right, Jessica.
0: Yeah, you totally can. Um, going back to that question, where the question that I get asked all the time. If we could just leave on this point, because I think this is probably will sum up everything that I just said. Yeah, that we just said together is knowledge is genuine power. The more you know, the better decisions you can make for yourself. I don't offer the answers, I offer resources, and with that information, you can make your own educated decisions. That's how, the, that's how I want the world to work. Or how I see the world working, is people having that curiosity and using critical thinking skills and questioning things and empowering themselves and sharing. Like, that that's where everything is at, really. And I think a lot of people, especially nowadays, are, in in a sense, lazy, where they just want to be told. And I can't tell you that. Like, I can't give you the answer. And I know that's what you want, A, B, C, D, yes, no, maybe, but that's not how real life works. And so when you talk about a topic like this, the stigma wrapped in a taboo, cannabis and parenthood, you really have to put the work in if it means something to you. And it does to me. And so it means so much that I spend my limited free time reading these awful studies and translating them so anyone can understand them. And that's what I do for fun. Like, that's fun. (laughs) (laughs) I do other things, but like, that's my main main (laughs) (laughs) project. But I I think it's really important that with self-education and understanding how cannabis works and why it works and even understanding why you consume it, like why recreationally is it medicinally is it for spiritual purposes what you need to answer ask yourself those questions first
2: before asking is it safe why
1: yeah yes I
2: agree I mean I love how you summed that up for us yeah because
1: we <laughs> couldn't me do wrap that. this up
2: for us um and I appreciate that <laughs> I just want to
1: say on that point <laughs> I just want to say on that point though like You're so right that knowledge is power, and I think we've been going on for so long in our society with, like, the powers that be trying to work against that. They don't want us to have knowledge because we then will gain power. So, I mean... Like, preach that till you're blue yeah. in the face. Like, that's part of why we do this show. Yes. For our own knowledge, to help yeah. give knowledge to other people, to change perce- perspectives, to give perspectives, to break stigmas and misconceptions. And yeah, Jess, like you said it, like you summed it up perfectly. And I think that we've taken so much away from this episode. Yeah. And like, I definitely need to have you back on because i have so many more questions and we have
2: so many other things we're gonna have like a empowerment slash research information episode or something where you can teach us how to like get motivated to like look into this shit cannabis 101 like there's just so many things that you could
0: even just go on the internet and look up yourself and then understand thc cbd what is that what do those mean what are terpenes like why do different strains affect me like that's the curiosity that i want to spark with my followers is just think about it.
2: Well, we're going to start with your page. That's yeah. our jumping <laughs> off point. <laughs> yeah. So tell everyone what your, where to find you, what your page is.
0: So you can follow me at cannabisandparenthood.com on Instagram. I also have a personal account that I caution you to visit. That is, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little weird. Um, it's <laughs> it's um, Faesumi, F-A-E-S-U-M-I. And it's like face me. And um, anyway, and then you can also check out cannabisandparenthood.com. That's my website where I I share articles, studies. I share other cannabis-consuming parents who are also influencers on there. So you can just look and try to relate and identify with people that you, you know, you you can kind of see yourself in those people. I have mothers, I have fathers there. I'm looking to get more and more and more just people who are comfortable with it, of course. But um, I'm just trying to do, you know, what any... So housewife, who has baby, can do.
2: That's right, and you know what? You're you're doing it. So thank you. You for are doing, doing it, that. sister. Yeah, thank you, and, and thank, thank you, you for being on the show. Oh my god, um, this was amazing. So we really appreciate it, guys. Go follow Kira, and uh, as always, come follow us at her respective underscore podcast. We will have Kira back on the show
1: for sure. I feel like we're uh, we want you. I feel like we're going to get a lot of questions and this is probably going to pique some people's uh, interest for sure.
2: And we might get some haters on this one. And that's okay. Bring it on. We're open I mean, to all of that. I mean, that's even better because it means that we're saying something important.
0: Yeah. Haters yes. are good. Haters mean that you are pushing buttons yeah. and they don't yeah. like it. So they're projecting their own insecurities. Yeah. And then you get to totally. see them and dissect them and throw it back in their face. <laughs>
1: Love and that. on that note yeah. bye guys <laughs> thank you Kira bye thank you. bye, bye. bye.
2: <laughs>